EI and You is produced by PLS, a leadership and organizational development firm in central New York, offering an array of services to affect both individual and organizational transformation. In this series, we explore why emotional intelligence is important from a leadership and organizational development perspective. One of the key skills for us as a leader is to recognize the things that are getting in the way of people stepping further into their greatness. With mentoring, you're taking the time to show. With coaching, you're taking the time to empower. What is emotional intelligence, or EI as it is often called, and how can it help a business improve its performance? What are the elements? How can it be strengthened? Welcome to EI and You. I'm your host, Mark Mangicaro, and over the course of this series, we're discovering the answer to those questions and much more. Joining me as usual are Ralph Simone and Cindy Massengill, experts in the field of emotional intelligence. For this episode, let's take a look at coach and mentor, which is a competency in the relationship management cluster. Coaching and mentoring have a lot in common, yet there are some important differences. Yes, there are. And, and I think as a leader in an organization, you're going to serve both roles. But a coach is really helping the employee discover the answer themselves, to find the answer within themselves. Whereas a mentor, uh, from our perspective, is shortening the learning curve by sharing his or her experiences with the person around the particular development area. When I'm teaching, I often think of myself as helping students to own knowledge as opposed to just memorizing facts and steps. Is coach and mentor similar to teaching in this regard? Absolutely, and particularly the coach piece. And I think own is the key word. We want people to kind of own the material. We want them to own the action. Uh, as we work with organizations and they get flatter and flatter, we need people to take initiative. We need their behavior to be aligned with the overarching direction. We need them to think and act for themselves based on uh, what they have inside. So I think own is a really key word. Another key word, Mark, would be empower. Coaching is helping people to discover their answers, as Ralph said, but then, then also empowering them to feel confident that they can apply what they're learning in similar yet different situations in the future. It, it reminds me of uh, an exercise you did out in Salt Lake City, Utah in the 90s at the Covey Leadership Center around growing a world-class tomato. In the, around empowerment. We, the, the life is in the seed, and as leaders, all we can do is create conditions by which the seed can flourish. In coach and mentor, those competencies are key conditions to allow the seed within to flourish. So in drawing out with what people have got, I, I like, I've never really thought of tomatoes as being inspirational, Ralph, but you have inspired me with your tomato story. <laughs> And we're imagining a BLT right now. <laughs> I like that, though. You know, it's the seed, and then, you know, as it grows, you can only put the conditions out there in an environment, and, and probably more for managers than for other people in an organization. They've got to have an environment where the coach and mentor 
competency actually can grow. So you have to kind of be open to letting people participate a little bit more? Yeah, you have to see your role differently. I think you have to see your role as someone who develops the the talent and allows people to do, you know, even greater things than you do. So it's really moving from the expert doer to really more of the catalyst that facilitates the doing by creating those conditions, creating the space, right? So, so you know, by asking effective, open-ended, empowering questions so people can really discover and detect the answers that uh, within them. What are some of the key skills required for mastery of the coach and mentor competency? One of them we've mentioned as part of the social awareness, and that's empathy, and then this idea of being able to acknowledge and validate. You know, one of the key, when we create these conditions of empowerment, one of the key skills for us as a leader is to recognize the things that are getting in the way of people stepping further into their greatness. You know, what are they afraid of? What beliefs? What assumptions are there? Are they making? So having empathy, being able to pick up on that, but then also acknowledging and validating that it's understandable. So you actually remove the concern or mitigate it so they're ready then to move forward uh, through uh, uh, questions and then uh, discovery. I was thinking about empathy myself, and then I got to thinking, um, you know, a lot of this stuff we do in looking at the relationship management cluster, a lot of the things in the other clusters really kind of tie into this and maybe those need to be developed first? Would, would you agree with that? They're all really interconnected. And going back to, to your comment about empathy, when we take the time to be empathetic, it also it, it puts us in a mindset to where we're taking the time to really assess the developmental level of where someone is at within a task so that we can decide is the approach better from a coaching perspective versus a mentoring perspective. We call that situational leadership. So if I'm mentoring, if I assess a situation, I might assess that someone needs more of a mentoring style. They need me to show them how it's done and encourage them and stay, stay connected with them, have check-in points, and encourage them along the, uh, along the way and provide feedback. If I assess someone needing more of a coaching leadership style. I'm encouraging them to get out of their comfort zone. I'm instilling confidence. I'm asking open-ended questions, allowing for them to figure it out for themselves. And it seems to me then that the mentoring part of this competency is a little bit more involved in the coaching, maybe takes up a little bit more time. You really have to have a better connection or a better understanding or a more empathetic understanding of the individual that you're mentoring than with coaching? Is well, that, I, think, I think they both require empathy, and I'm not sure that one requires more than the other, but with mentoring, you're taking the time to show. With coaching, you're taking the time to empower, empower them by asking questions and allow, allowing. So it's almost like maybe mentoring comes first, and then it's followed up with the coaching. Just sort of like, you know, you're, you're, it's uh, the development as the seed is growing, you're mentoring, and then you're coaching. And the interesting thing about this is it requires empathy to know which to use. And, and so one of the things, if I'm providing maybe too much direction, showing someone too much, and, and they become disempowered, demotivated, then I need to maybe drop back and just ask a good question and let them discover. That's why questioning 
uh, is another key skill to become a better coach and mentor. And it's, it's really interesting to me, Mark, because when we v- used to videotape uh, leaders practicing their coaching skills, it's, it's almost unbelievable, and they don't believe it until they see the video, of how many people ask mostly closed-ended questions. And so part of coach and mentor is to really get comfortable asking an effective open-ended question that gets your employees to really think deeply and broadly about the challenge that they have in front of them. Is it easier when people are new to the organization, is it easier to coach them or to mentor them when they're, when they're brand new and they're first getting in? It seems like to me that whole mentor thing has got a more personal connection. It might be a little difficult at, at first for the really new employees, or is that not the case? I, I don't know. I think that when somebody's new to an organization and new to the tasks, they may actually need more mentoring or more directive behavior, but to, to establish that kind of long-term mentor relationship, that probably does require more time. But these are, these are competencies that should show up in a leader's behavior with the focus on both performance and and furthering the relationship, really strengthening the relationship. While we're on the topic of time, uh, the coach and mentor competency seems like it might have the potential to require a lot of time from the person doing the coaching uh, and the mentoring, and many may perceive that as time taken away from that senior person, that experienced person doing productive work, uh, and that that might not seem efficient. Is the payoff always worth the time? I don't know. I'd like to think it is. But I think we're, we're challenging the mindset of what a leader's role is. And a leader, from our perspective, is focused on developing the organization for sustained performance, sustainability. So they have a very important uh, responsibility of filling the leadership pipeline. I think almost in, in every case, it's faster to do it yourself. But we are in an interdependent reality, and we need others in order to sustain the organization. So I think it's a mindset shift, but I, I think in most cases, it pays off. And sometimes you're going to have to slow progress down temporarily so that you can let these new people onto the team. And then the payoff comes a little bit later when now they're contributing. And so instead of having, you know, five people, now you've got eight people working. Absolutely. I mean, our mantra is slow down to go faster. We are focused on developing the production capability of the organization by developing leaders to be more effective coaches and mentors. How important is feedback to the coach and mentor process? I know a lot of the emotional intelligence stuff is based on that interaction that back and forth, but it seems to me that coaching, mentoring especially is dependent on feedback. It, it's crucial for both coaching and mentoring. You know, imagine if you're, if you're doing a task for months and then all of a sudden you find out three months later that you're not going in the right direction. I mean, we, it's, it's just logical. We need to let people know both when they're going in the right direction and when they're going in the wrong direction. We like to use the words start, stop, and continue. Easy. That's an easy way to remember feedback. 
Someone needs to start doing something. They need to stop doing something or keep going with what you're doing. A lot of times when people are doing the right thing, we don't let them know they're doing the right thing because they're, we only let them know when they're going in the wrong path. So feedback is crucial in both coaching and mentoring so that we know we're going in the right direction. And the timeliness. I think we can learn a lot from uh, the training of pets. You know, when a when a pet does something, a dog in particular, that you want or, or don't want, you need to correct it or reinforce it in the moment, not days or weeks later. They can't make the connection. People can intellectually make the connection, but emotionally. So the, the timing of the feedback, I mean, high-performing organizations have constant two-way feedback on an ongoing basis. And, and Coach and Mentor is a way to help facilitate that feedback process. And I have a, a great example of that. I was talking to a client last week. She started a new job. She got her six-month review at five months into her role. It's a challenging job. It's a new position. She's got some new tasks. But based on what she was hearing or really not hearing from her, her direct supervisor and uh, the woman that's above her direct supervisor, she thought she was doing pretty well. At this six-month review at five months, they told her that her performance was less than satisfactory. Less than satisfactory. Five months into the job, got no feedback. She's devastated. I mean, she and now how is she's having a hard time recovering from that? You know, where where do I go from here? Didn't even know that. So it's it's timing is everything. And she had invested a lot of her time into what she was thought thought was the right thing, yes. and a lot of her her passion and thinking that she's clicking with this group. Yes. And now, how do you walk back from that? All I mean, if I was her, I'm meeting. thinking, I, you know what? I need to get another job because yes. I just don't read these And people. that's what she's thinking. I don't know if I'm the right fit here. Um, less than She's never gotten a less than satisfactory review ever. And she's 50 years old. So, wow. you know, it's tough. And, and the feedback piece um, around emotional intelligence, the higher up in an organization you go, the least amount of valuable feedback you get. So the importance of if I'm a leader and I uh, have a coach and mentor relationship with an employee, I need to encourage them to give me feedback on my performance, particularly as it relates to how effectively am I coaching and mentoring them. Very, very important. Because if I have it, I can adjust. Without the information, I can't make any adjustments. And, and I think we have people, you know, we, we take feedback way too personally. We've got to look at it as an opportunity to learn and develop. So our focus is mastery orientation, learning, development, and growth. It's not an indictment on, on who I am as an individual. Coach and mentoring is really about paying it forward. A leader's number one job is to develop leaders. That's leadership. Leaders need to help people reach their potential and to really achieve all that they can achieve, both their capabilities, their aspirations. And if they're not doing that through coach and mentoring, they're not helping people reach their potential through coach and mentoring. They're not doing their job. EINU is produced by PLS, executive producer Ralph Simone, research director Cindy Massengill, Technical assistance provided by Matt Langley. I'm Mark Mangicaro. 
For more information on emotional intelligence and other leadership development tools, visit discoverpls.com.